0: Those of you that don't know Mr. Slick, I mean, I know Mr. Slick inside and out. So do I. Um, and so, what? Like, real quick, like in a in a snapshot, what's your uh, what's your story, Mr. Slick? Um,
1: the Johnny Slick story. You must know. Your that's story, my let's, story. Let's
0: let's not go Johnny Slick yet. That's my right. personal yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are you coming from?
1: Um, what time period do you want me to start at? We'll see. About 25 years ago. <laughs> Um see about twenty five years ago I was born in Jersey. Um super creative kid, you know. That's that's uh fast forward about twenty two years later. Um <laughs> no, I mean I was uh Is this is this good now? Is this good? Yeah, you're you're kind of
0: low. you're good.
1: Okay. Where do you want me to start? Just like think- uh, this is a business, so let me talk about business.
0: No, like, who- What's your story? You give me your, you know, 122nd, like, where you came from, what you did before Johnny Slicks.
1: Before Johnny Slick's, Um Well, I could start at the Marine Corps because that's pretty much where I decided everything you know, in, in my life. Did you get in trouble when you
0: were here? Were you a, we a straight A student? I right?
1: got, okay, so I got in trouble, but I got in trouble in secret. You never got caught? I did, yeah, I never got caught. So I guess I never got in trouble, we I guess. Like
0: a, the leader of, like, C.S.S. Um, showing I didn't really go to school, so... Like the leader no, like no,
1: the prep rally yeah. That was like go to as tell my parents I'm going to the prep rally and then, I'm sorry mom if you're okay. listening Tell you I'm going to the prep rally And then like go off with my little gang And do you some skateboarding the, stuff You weren't in the club Actually my school had a skate club I was a skateboarder So skateboard. I was in the skateboard club okay. In which case which
0: counts. As a as, club? As being in a club, it's
1: cool the nurse was the head. If that, <laughs> yeah, it was more of like we have skateboarders in the school. Let's acknowledge that. Hey, like nurse, they're gonna get hurt. So you be the head of the skateboard club. Yeah.
0: I think when I was when I was, when I was in high school, I think skateboarding was. I'm pretty sure it was still prime.
1: Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm from Jersey. It still is up there. No. Yeah. Right. You well, can't. Here's the reason
0: can't. for the club. All right. So yeah. you 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 finally somehow you graduate high school.
1: Oh uh, yeah! Thanks to my wife. <laughs> She did all my homework for me.
0: That's why you married her?
1: Well, no, but I mean, it helped in her case. It, it was, you know, that was a bullet point she can put down for. And then? Yeah. And then um, after, after um, thankfully, graduating high school, I joined the Marine Corps and came straight down to North Carolina, Camp Lejeune, and, uh, and uh, just, you know, did Marine Corps stuff. Uh, became an armorer and uh year you 2012. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm young. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all, it was it's all fun.
0: Out of
1: the yeah, we we actually high-fived. And you you don't remember. Um oh. but we high-fived on the way. Oh. You were out you were out. I was okay. in. Yeah. It was about it was the same time, right? You were October when you were getting out? Yeah. Like it like actual paperwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I joined late September. So weird. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, joined 2012. Um did Marine Corps stuff for a while, and uh I was an armorer so I did gun gun stuff. But I was a nice. I was an. I was one of the nicest armorers in the entire Marine Corps. Did you
0: enjoy your time in Marine
1: Corps? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Now, now that I look bad at it, yeah, now I enjoyed it, which is which is counterproductive because I didn't when I was doing it. You know, just like any other Marine. Um But I enjoy you were it.
0: I, you were like the guy that was having to get up at
1: two a.m. Okay, so this is what something a lot of people don't understand. <laughs> A lot of people don't understand is that when you're going to the field at 3 a.m. And you go to pick up your rifles at 3 a.m. at the armory. Yeah, the armory's open. Like, we're not goblins. We don't live there. We're not trolls. We have to wake up really early, start the process to open it, do an inventory count, open all the racks, and then pass out your weapons. And then working day is normally an hour or so out. So we just stay in there and just do armory stuff. Mainly YouTube. I'm not going to lie. A lot of YouTube. (laughs) A lot of YouTube. YouTube. And then I got banned. You
0: had a pretty cool deployment,
1: right? Yeah. So I went went over on um, the Black Sea Rotational Force. I got to do a lot of traveling, which is really fun. Um, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I used that. That is where I I think I got a lot of my life experience um, with overseas and dealing with different countries and seeing where other countries are in regards to our country and then coming back and seeing, changes your perspective yeah, the US, and it? I think, I think that's why, um, a lot of people in the Marine Corps mature faster is because, well, in, in the military in general is because we travel and then we get to see aspects and perspective from other individuals around the world. And we're not just stuck in the American perspective of, you know, first class, first world type thing.
0: I mean, I love the travel. I think that, uh, I think it, it does twofold. One, it makes me some things in America, I'm just like, oh my goodness, you guys are ridiculous.
1: Like, this is not a problem. Why is this a problem? Yeah, right why now? is this yeah. a
0: problem? And the other things, and, and the other way, it also makes me appreciate this country even more. Absolutely. The way that we oh, do
1: yeah. you know, like, The fact, know, know, fact like, that we take so much pride in our flag alone is like something that we should just, not take for granted. You like, don't see that. You don't you see not. it. Like, in other countries, they don't really... Care. care enough to, yeah.
0: So, so what, uh, so let's bring us to business. So, you got out mm-hmm. and then, like, you just opened Johnny Six and, and became super successful?
1: Yeah, just like that. It just happened overseas. Yeah, it just happened overnight. You know, I woke up and I was like, dang, I'm, I'm, uh, got a business here. No, um, it all started with a problem. Um, my hair was thinning and I didn't know what to do about it. So, I took it upon myself to, find out what to do about it so um i did some research into the products i was using and found out that they had bad ingredients that were causing me to have thin hair and then um i was i just was like what's the other option for me you know this is a problem and nobody's going to solve it for me so let me solve it on my own looked into the ingredients and um the term organic is used a lot but true organic is what
0: landed you in barber school though first
1: well, no, te- I mean, technically, no, I was still in. Okay. I was still in when my hair was thinning. Um, that photo you saw of me, okay. that's around when it happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was still in. And actually, I remember the moment when um, I was walking down. So I don't know if you remember on Armories, but they have the the, um, the backup for, for the seven tons to back right up to the door so you can put the heavy machine guns on it. Um, I had a buddy who was standing up on top of that. And I walked down off that catwalk and he said, hey, man. I could see the crown of your scalp, like you, you're losing your hair. You got your receding hair going on. And um, I remember that, and I thought he was kidding. I went to the house. the next, Actually, that next morning is when I realized that there was a problem when I saw my hair. Um, but I was still in. I think it was uh, June of 2016, so I was transitioning out. Um, and then I, I just started looking at ingredients, and uh, that's where I started barber school because I was like – all the research I did about products – I was like, it'd be really cool if I can incorporate this into a business. I didn't know. I didn't at the time think I would do my own products. I thought maybe I can just educate people because yeah. that's really what I wanted to do is no one educated me. I had to look it up on my own. And I know it's a very common problem is hair loss. So I was like, I'll just do barbering and become a subject expert again on another subject so that and just educate. educate people yeah. That. That um, yeah. Yeah. So I went to barber school not the path for me, absolute wrong path for me. Um, I do not like, I'm not going to say the culture. I'm not, I'm not going to say that because it's different everywhere, but I I just, it, it wasn't right for me, you know, like I knew it just wasn't right for me. So, um, luckily in the barber textbook, it talks about product use. Um, and unfortunately in the product, in the barber industry, Barbers want to use the cheaper products because you do how many heads a day? You know, you cut some, so you're not going to spend a lot of money on the it's personal all product. All it's bulk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so we got pushed a lot of these big name company brands uh, products, and I was just not really down with it. Um, so, it, I mean, it just wasn't right for me. I'm not going to go too much into that, but uh, barbering just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. So um, I, while the rest of my time in barber school, I did use, all of that time to just sit in the classroom and read and study, research, and um, I went to I went to school at night, and uh, during the day I was working at a gas station, and even at the gas station I was researching and, and doing stuff because it was it became my passion. It, it was something that I knew once I was introduced to it that it's what I wanted to do. And so I
0: think that's where like the real key, like light bulb comes on, is when you find something that you're passionate about which yeah. is difficult to find, but you will never do it unless you just start doing a bunch of stuff. And then you figure something clicks yeah. in your brain and you're like, I'm,
1: this is what I want to do. It's kind of like with any other process. You, you do something and then you realize that that wasn't right. It's a failure, but it's not something to stop. Like you're not going to stop there. You're going to continue looking and branching out to different things. And then once you find your passion, all those other tries just become like a lab. It's right. a formula, you know? So like that's the formula. Now it's your passion and like nothing can stop you. But if you let that failure stop you, you're, you'll never find your passion, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once I once I started doing that, making my own product, um, started. I started the process of that. Absolutely terrible. My wife will tell you the same thing. She would come home and I'd be cooking in the kitchen. I say cooking, but making the the product. Yeah. Um, I'd be making the products in the kitchen, and it would be like. Like she'd walk into the house and it'd be like a cloud of smoke and it would smell something awful and I'd be like screaming, like, get out of the house, fire extinguisher on the stove type thing. It was not fun. It wasn't a good transition there for her to walk in on it Um, because she's trying to come home and relax and there's a fire in the kitchen now, you know. You guys
0: are young, right? You get out and you guys are young. Yeah, I
1: did four years. I got out in 2016. So 18 plus four. Yeah, 22. I got out like going on 22. You
0: were 22 and she was?
1: 21.
0: And you're just out there trying to make
1: a living. Just trying to um, find, well, f- trying to find my passion. Cause at the time, I thought I would love the Marine Corps. And it, that, like, I did love the Marine Corps. Like I said, I didn't. But it just, it, then again, it wasn't it wasn't the path I wanted. I wasn't passionate about it. So then I thought barbering was, wasn't was my passion. So I was getting really frustrated. Cause I wasn't. The gas station. And then I ended up at a gas station. And yeah. uh, during TRS, during the transition, I was told that my worth is $20 an hour and that my resume should be like three pages long and no one will say no to me. And there I am working at a gas station across from my house, making seven twenty five an hour, yeah, and I, w- I had to really humble myself and then at the same time too, um, I just got out, I spent every penny I had on my um, on the on the ingredients, but then you get um what 's it called terminal pay yeah, Yeah, I used my terminal pay, I saved up my leave, and I spent all that in um, jars, ingredients, stuff like all that stuff and um all got burnt up in the kitchen because i had no idea what i was doing. Um so we went to go sell plasma, which is a whole another part of the story, but um yeah, we were just really stuck and we didn't know what to do. Um Rebecca was getting about my wife Rebecca, she was getting f- like fed up with me doing my quote unquote passion of making grooming products, you know. Um not that she ever doubted me or didn't believe in me, but it was like, okay, you got to find a job. Like you got to find a real job. Wait, like I, I support this, but... Yeah, you can you can't be working at a gas station and and we have this house and yeah. you can't be doing this like this okay. this has become this more is becoming a hobby and um with all the research I did and everything I I couldn't I couldn't be more passionate about it. You know, I was spending every second I could uh, researching molecules and and There's mixing and stuff.
0: Everything that took you away from that was quite frustrating.
1: It was very frustrating. Even if I had to like I enjoyed I used to drive a lot to school cuz I did, you know, my schooling was like 45 minutes away and then I had to go down to Jacksonville and it would, I did a lot of driving. So while driving I was listening to um YouTube videos and anything I can in regards to my passion to products and science and chemistry um, and if i wasn 't doing that, I was really i was really short I was frustrated um, but then it came to the point where we didn't have any money so um yeah there's a place called biotest where you can sell your plasma, and if you have vaccinations, which I did thank you Marine Corps, um, you get paid more, so I was going in there twice a week making like $50 a pop each time, so $100 a week. For my plasma. I don't know what they do with it. At the time, I didn't care. Whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not using it. A month yep. Back and put it in my yeah. And I'm not kidding. Every penny went into the business, too. Like, I would leave there and just go straight to Walmart because I didn't know about outsourcing and manufacturers and stuff. I didn't know, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I just went there and I, I bought like my beeswax and like, like these little ingredients. I, th- I used to think that Vaseline was a big thing for grooming products. Do not use it. If any of you guys are passionate, do not use Vaseline. It's, it's rubber. But anyway, um, we did we did the bio test thing for a while, um, and finally figured the formula. Finally, I remember um, I actually have a jar back there.
0: You showed me the very first pumice, and it is disgusting. is disgusting.
1: It is absolutely disgusting. I don't know how it's still good in that jar. I'm scared to open the jar. It's probably going to be good maybe, but I don't want to risk that, you know, cause what if like, you know, uh, what was that movie when they opened the mummy and the mummy oh, just disintegrates? Yeah. That's what I'm scared. It's going to happen when I open that thing. But yeah. And, um, yeah, I hit a Eureka moment with the palmaid, and, um, everything just kind of fell into place there. Um, not, not on its own. Obviously there was hard work that make it fall into place and everything was kind of, I mean, at the time it was haphazardly falling into place though. Cause yeah. I didn't know anything about infrastructure, but, um, yeah, Did there was you a, say in the video, you were a. I was a not a no for structure Did I say no for structure or not for structure? I had no for structure, no yeah, for structure. No structure. Yeah, um, I didn't though. I didn't know if money was coming in because I worked at the time. I worked at a barbershop shop too. Um, I was a receptionist, and that was a cash-paying job. And I took the cash from there and bought supplies. But then any money I made. Oh, it, she, oh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah hopefully, luckily, she's not here to give me look at me right now. But um, I took that money. And on top of that, uh, any money I was making on biotest and any money that the products were making was all going into the products. But also at the same time, too, I was driving places and using my personal card. And I didn't have a, a, a business account. I didn't have anything. Everything was just going into my personal account. You weren't even so, incorporated. No, and I had disability coming in, which I used on products. And then there were times where, since it was just a big pot, whatever I needed in my day to day, I just reached into this big pot of money. That you know, obviously, it wasn't it wasn't a big pot of money. It was like more like a little jack o' lantern Halloween (laughs) trick or treat bucket, you know, with like nickels and dimes in it. But that's what I would reach into um, to buy house supplies and product supplies or anything, gas for the car. Um, And there were there was a time when we drove to. to Connecticut for a barber expo and um yeah that came out that came out of the the little bucket but i didn't know you know i didn't know what to do with it and that literally i know that was a business trip you know i went up there to hand out my products and i couldn't afford a booth so i literally carried around a little briefcase and just handed out product to people so you had to make a ton of money yeah, right. I was rolling in money. I didn't make a single dime. I think that trip actually lost me with food and everything, probably about $450 just like on food and gas. And then of course, all the time, it t- it was a whole weekend gone, you know, that I lost rather than being at the barbershop doing receptional well, receptionist stuff, Recep- yeah. receptual, um, rather than doing that and making that money, I was spending it on gas and food and driving up to Connecticut, um, it it was not it wasn't fun and yeah, no for but structure. I mean, yeah,
0: for sure you, you saw an ROI afterwards, right?
1: I got a picture taken with somebody. Oh, well, I mean that's something that happened, yeah. Um yeah, so after that uh, everything was just rolling, like just going going about making the products. And I was trying to find a way to make it big. I, I like I, I knew I had the product. People were telling me I had the and product. At
0: this point I remember you had you had your jars. You had yeah. a label ish sort of thing. You had some branding. Yeah. That you had done so yet. the
1: jars the jars were a fixed thing. And I remember talking to you about that when, when we when we met, but the jars were fixed because of the amber coloring. It it right. increases it shelf life naturally. Color. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the science thing. So I had that, did not know the labels. I think I was ordering my labels through like in a in a company in Canada. I can't remember the name of them, but and they were so expensive. They were like two dollars a sticker. That's so crazy. That's nuts. Like looking at it now, it's just a top label. It's not even a side label. It didn't have ingredients, didn't have directions, didn't have the side, didn't have anything on it. Just my name and the fragrance. Yeah, no, it was yeah, yeah. It was a decal for two dollars a pop. Yeah, on a product that I was selling for ten dollars. The jars were uh, in total to make one product. It cost me about seven dollars to make one jar of pomade for for ten. Yeah. But also, I would I would deliver them if somebody wanted. So if a barbershop wanted to buy ten of them, um, you were I was so happy. But the thing is, it, to make that thousand dollars, it cost me seven hundred to make them. And then on top of that, I had to drive to them. And then um, when I would show up, they'd be like, Ah, we actually only need five. And then I would try the upsell. Um, so, I'd end up giving them a discount. So, I would lose money. I would end up losing money. I'd give them to him for and like six fifty, seven dollars yeah, $7 at cost.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, there were guys and it. I mean, it was on their fault. Yeah, yeah. I know. Don't make that face. I, I know. Look, man, it was a struggle. I'm man, it a, hey, a struggle, man. It worked. <laughs> Something worked. Anyway, yeah, I would do that. Um, somebody would shoot me their address and be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm super interested." And this would be all on Instagram. Nothing would be e- through email because uh, personal information stuff. So I actually did pass on my personal phone number too to certain people too, which was absolutely terrible. Um, but people would uh, Instagram me and say, "I want to buy 30 of your pomades or 50 of your pomades," and I would be like super excited. I couldn't sleep that night because I'm like, "This is going to be so big, like cash money, you know?" And they're like, "But." We need you to deliver. It's in Raleigh. And I was like, oh, I can't. I don't know how to ship that many things, so I'll just drive there. I'm not doing anything. I don't have a job, you know, like I, Barbara's nice school. Yeah, I like to drive, you know. Um, I enjoy it, actually. It's my thinking time now. Um, so I drive two hours, two and a half hours up to Raleigh, go and find out that the, the owner's not even there. their shop's closed, and they're not answering their phone. So, uh, yeah, guess what? I got to come back tomorrow, I guess. I don't know. So I drive back home. This has happened. Not lying. This has happened. Drive back home. Super upset, like fr- super frustrated, but I'm like, I don't want to tell the owner, you know, that he can, you know, go pound sand because maybe something happened, emergency and I, you know, I don't want to just jump on it cause this is a big sale. So I drive the next day. He is there. He doesn't want 30 or 50. I, I can't remember which one it was. He only wants 10 and he wants to sample two for free i'm like like i have driven eight hours in total for this for this on on days that i could be working at the barbershop or selling plasma or anything um and that's that was really really the struggle but at the time i'm I'm thinking about it now at the time i was like super stoked i was like this is it this is like i'm gonna make money doing this man this is i can do it yeah this is fine and then um fast forward a little bit i'm at the barbershop and uh um, I've reached out to, um, a friend of yours Yeah, and, uh, and he says that his, you know, his beards too big. And, um, at the time, you know, obviously cause my cost was so high for these products, I couldn't, I couldn't be giving him this much oil for his beard. I, he did have a big beard. Well, he does. Um, I couldn't be doing that for free. You know, that's just not, you know, I'm doing all this driving and stuff and it's really wearing on me. Um, and then he says, well, go, go check out this guy. he, He sends me, um, your Instagram. So I message you and, um, I can't remember. I think it was a Sunday I messaged you. I was in the bar I was literally in the barbershop shop and I messaged you and I sent you like this like you know you know the collaboration guys on Instagram where they reach out to you and you're like, hey, we wanna collaborate. That was me to you. And I'm sorry for doing that. But
0: I should um, scroll back. I'm gonna look in it right now. I'm gonna go and see if I can find like the original.
1: That'd be really funny. I think I wrote it super professional too. So um I don't, it was on the Johnny Slicks page. Yeah. So, uh, I did have the Johnny Slicks page. I had like the page was named Johnny Slicks. Um, I bought the URL for Johnny Slicks and, um, That's I had, super smart, yeah, like, which was like, Johnny. Yeah. I did something right. You know, I did plan on doing a website on my own, but then once I bought the URL and I had, uh, honestly, I can't remember what's a website builder. GoDaddy, do they build websites? Do they offer yeah, themes? They've got a couple
0: weird things.
1: Yeah. Once I had that, I can't remember which one it was, but once I had it, um, it was like absolutely terrible. Nothing nothing worked. Like I would try and click and now I would just get super frustrated. And then it would make me not want to do a website. And then it made me think about how if somebody on Instagram messaged me and said, I want to try your product, I said, awesome, come on by, you know, the barbershop. I work here from Friday to Saturday to Sunday. Um, and he said, no, I'm in California. I said, oh crap. Like that means I have to go to the post office and ship something to them, right? Um I don't know what shipping rates are who 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 know, who knows shipping rates, right? You have to have a you know ship station or another processor to do that. Um, so I would go to the they they want one palm made, right? So I'd sell it to them for ten dollars, charge them seven for shipping, go to the post office. Um, really, I only made ten dollars on this purchase. Shipping to California is like fourteen fifty for normal consumer. Yeah. So I'd lose money doing that all the time. Um I think I had like like I like we talked about before, my, my biggest month I've ever had um in gross was three hundred dollars. And my whole my whole month together gross was three hundred dollars. Did you find it? You yeah. you're laughing like yeah. you found it. <laughs> yeah. Is it bad? <laughs> Cause no, cause I blew you off. <laughs> don't don't embarrass me. You did blow me off.
0: I blew you off for a while. Three a
1: little, months. a while. Yeah, it was a while.
0: Three months and then I blew you off. Uh, I guess another month after
1: that. Yeah. And then, right. And I'm right down the street, man. Yeah,
0: it was, yeah. I was like, what is this
1: guy so busy?
0: I saw it and I was just like, nah, pass. hmm
1: I mean, yeah, that's, that's how it went and that's how I felt like it did. And I didn't expect anything big to come of it, you know, I was just reaching out. Just for you to try the stuff and see if maybe I can get a foot in something or, you know, because I knew who you were. Well, I mean, uh, everybody knows who it is. Share? Just pass me something, you know, yeah. just give me a chance, man. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like after the Marine Corps, well, during the Marine Corps, I acquired it, but a, a really mature work ethic yeah. um, where I don't let anything really stop me from a, obtaining a goal, even if it's not my you know, that's,
0: goal. That's the thing. Even with my stuff, like, you know, you, you message you message a hundred people and, and three respond and give you a thumbs up and then you make something happen from there. And then you got three, yeah. you got three businesses or three persons that are, that are going to work with you or, or, you know, advertise with you. I mean, it could be anything Buy your stuff, Yeah. you know, but okay, if that works, then that means you need to message another hundred and another hundred and another hundred. But people don't really realize like how much effort it takes. they like, yeah. do you think it's just going to happen organically or overnight because you're, I'm awesome. So do it. No, yeah. man, like that's not going to
1: nobody's going to be nobody's going to invest in you like you invest in you and nobody's going to be as happy for your success as you are f- happy for your success. So your quality and how much you think you're worth. Not another single person on the face of the earth thinks you're worth that. You have to, you have to fight. You have to show. Yeah. You have to prove it. And even then you still think you're worth more than other people think you're worth. So it's like. If I and that comes with entitlement and all that, that all, all that's kind of summed up together. But I'm not going to reach out to you and be like, I'm a super stand-up dude. I have a great work ethic. I was in the Marine Corps. Blah 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 blah. You should work with me because I'm entitled to this and I'm a hard worker. Um, that's not how it is. Like you have to humble yourself.
0: So real quick, I'm going to fast forward here. So real quick, you you made Johnny Slicks in one year. So obviously this was what had been going on for. Um,
1: 2016 to... 2016. We linked up February 2018. So I was doing it on my own for about two years.
0: So, so the store went live March.
1: March 7th, 2018. 2018. That's
0: and at 5 p.m. In one year, you made over 100000
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, From March 7th to March 7th. Actually, it was on the dot. On the dot. It was like 100, $100,007 or something. It was like on the dot.
0: So talk about that first year in... Uh, a, that
1: second. was all trial and error, 100% trial and error. But you, you, you helped. I mean, it wasn't just me, obviously. But go so ahead with your question.
0: From your perspective in business, as a young business owner, as a, as a 24-year-old entrepreneur with, that had found his passion, um, how was that first year? And, and like if, if you could go look back and tell yourself a year prior to March 7th, 2018, what would you say? Um, knowing that you broke six figures, that's a, that's
1: a really, okay. So I'll tell you my, my initial feeling based off of, if I can think of one word to describe 2018, the first year, confused, <laughs> I can, I can use that word. And, um, there are a lot of things people don't tell you about business that happen in business. And a lot of it is very confusing. And,
0: yeah, and I think that's a, that is something that needs to be dispelled is people, people think that other people have it all figured out. They see somebody yeah. successful and they go, all oh, these guys know exactly what they're doing. And they're like, there's some truth to that. Like we have an idea, but really it really comes out that nobody has a clue what they're doing. Not really. Yeah. It's all trial and error. And the reason why it's trial and error is because it's constantly changing. Like every day something is changed yeah. where you have to adapt to it. So everybody, even people at the biggest levels, they're just figuring it out. Now, yeah. Do they figure it out better? Do they have a team? Do they have analytics? Do they have, there's a lot of different tools experience. To experience. They can feel things one way or the other. They have, you know, they can see things coming. But at the end of the day, we're all just
1: figuring things out. That's really how it is. And then you got obviously got twists and turns, things that are thrown at you that you have to deal with um, legal-wise, money-wise, financial-wise, government-wise. You have a lot of things that are thrown at you, but really, um, yeah, I would describe the first year as confused, (laughs) mainly because I didn't understand what happened and how it was happening so quickly. I knew that... If you have something to stand on. So obviously, Johnny Slicks, we had a very good structure built, you know, because we practically started over. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really what everything was built off of. Uh, But without a firm structure or something, and I I can say structure as in we have good products, right? So if we did not have good products, the growth could have been there, but then immediate fall. So you have to have... Quality. Quality when it comes to what your business stands on. Right. And if you don't, then it's not, you're like, it's going to be quick growth, but f- like fake growth, you know, it's just going to fall right then and there. Um, and they like, if I can go back, if I could tell myself, if I can go back and tell myself um, something, I honestly, I honestly think I would just watch. I don't think I would say anything, mainly because I feel like how I did it put me here and I'm scared the butterfly effect thing, you know, I'm don't scared say, if I, don't say please don't do play Like I would look at myself and shake my head and be like, you are an idiot. Like stop, stop doing that. Don't do that. That's a horrible decision. Um, I, I think I would, I think honestly I would just watch. I don't think I would change or tell myself to do anything.
0: Because I think people want to do things d- differently or they want to do things better, but it's those hard times and those, and those lessons that, you have to kind of go through it to get to get to the good stuff because if you, um, if, if you forego those failures and you forego those mess ups, you never really learn from those. And, and then you, at, at the end of the day, you have to, you have to, you have to learn from those mess ups. Yeah. I think
1: mess ups are very, very important to do because without them, you don't really have anything. Say, say you have. Say you don't mess up anywhere in life, right? Do you really value any success that you are given or have? Um, if you if you never mess up, you don't have anything to compare your success to. So people that look at you and say that dude's successful, you don't really see it that way because you've never failed. You know, like it's just it's it's really important to fail and not look at failure as a stopping point, more of a push harder.
0: So, do you think that over your first year, did you think you think you fell throughout that first year
1: of twenty eighteen? Hell yeah, I failed. Are you kidding me? I failed so many times. I'm still failing like hard. Like there's things where I wake up and I'm like, that was a dumb decision. Um, obviously, now that we have a team, failure is more crucial, not in a positive way, but it can be detrimental because it can stop other people from growth as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, luckily we have a team. So when I fail, other people can correct it or advise against future decisions and use things as experience. Um, But yeah, I, I think the first year looking back now, I didn't understand, and you taught me scaling, um which is something I'm still learning um how to scale things properly in business um you know if we're making five sales or five per sales a day, say hypothetically, we do five hundred. can I still produce and do what I'm doing in the same time frame? respectfully, can I still do that? And at the time I was like, Oh, he's just talking, you know, like, Oh, that doesn't, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Those 500 orders really (laughs) a day came quickly where it was like, I was blown away and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And you, you, you warned me. Um, and that's, that's where having a good team, having an experienced, you know, mentor and somebody else and learning. Um, but that, I think that was a major fail of my 2018. It's not, is not understand one, not listening to you, but two, not understanding scaling properly. Yeah. Um, not preparing for scaling is, is a very big thing. And I think and I, I fell on that.
0: Something that, you know, Ali and I talk about a lot too is, is the, the thought process of, um, speaking and believing. So like, yeah, me telling you get ready because the the flood is coming, Um and just believing that. And I think entrepreneurship, even if it doesn't happen, you have to believe in yourself and believe that. I it's- mean,
1: what what's the saying that we said to Marie Core? Fal- false belief is better than no belief. Like you're in, false hope is better than no 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 belief. No. It, it's like you're in the field and then the rumor starts that hey we're getting out of the field two days early. Yeah. It's not true, but it's false hope. It feels good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or like. We've been running for or we've been rocking for 22 miles. We're almost there. We're not. But it's false hope to keep yeah. you going. Yeah. No, I I completely get it where it's like if you don't believe that something's going to happen, it's it most likely it's not going to happen. Yeah. And even if it does happen, you're not going to you're not going to take credit and you're not going to use that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you you speak it and believe it and then when it happens you realize it and use that as learning.
0: One of the things that I uh, I got to bring up is is we we talk a lot about money and making money and uh, and trying to make the business grow, right? Yeah. In that first year, you really took the bare minimum to live this ride. What rule was that? I don't remember. What rule? Rule four? A, yeah, we did a video.
1: A while back, called uh, how we built the six-figure business. Or six years. steps to build a six-figure business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was rule number four or five yeah. of not taking but a you, fat paycheck. Yeah, I think
0: that I think that's a, a solid lesson for people to learn. Is, you know, you make a thousand dollars, you don't take yeah. that thousand dollars and put it in your pocket.
1: I think you 000, don't. I mean, uh, you make a thousand dollars, you might as well take, you know, a thousand of it and put it back into the business. Don't take a dime. Don't take a penny. penny. Yeah, right. if you can, if you can survive and like this that, is yeah.
0: The and you did it for a while. You, you were moonlighting Johnny Slick for the first couple months and then still working a full-time job kind of dual hatting until, oh, man. until honestly, and, and we were fortunate enough for, for us that we, we, we really doubled down. And as we, I love I really like to say around here, we tripled the locks tripled Yeah. We, we tripled the locks and, uh, you had to leave the job. Yeah. It was really came down to like, yeah, it was, it just, we needed you more time in the lab and more time on marketing. And, uh, but for those few months, you, you, you did
1: yeah, so I, I lived off of, I lived off of other stuff, but it doesn't, I didn't like lose attention towards my passion. I just, I didn't yeah. want, if you're trying to take, if you're trying to watch something grow or you're trying to help something grow, you're not going to take from it. You,
0: gotta water
1: it. you have to water it and you have to make sure now say hypothetically, you need some water. Um, yeah, take what you need to survive. If you need four drops, five drops to survive, but take the rest and feed that plant because you want that to grow. And then eventually when it's a tree and it can seek its own food, you can now reap on the benefits of yeah. the water of sourcing yourself and growing yourself. Um but yeah, yeah, I think everything kind of fell into place. It was kind of it's kinda of weird. It's like the universe wanted Johnny Slicks to happen. Yeah, everything kinda of happened all all in, in like ducks in a row type thing and um domino effect, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I I just kind of came to the point where I think you taught me that too, is, um, you taught me everything, but, um, like you don't take money from something if you want to see something be successful, you know, like you have to, you have to sacrifice. And that's the biggest thing I think I've learned, um, is what are you willing to sacrifice? And you hear people talk about it all the time. What are you willing to sacrifice? And right now what I'm sacrificing is sleep, um, you know uh how you be successful
0: about that. i on sleep, but- oh yeah,
1: yeah good i think okay <laughs> but but sleep sleep more is a sacrifice of a volunteer sacrifice yeah, because was, the time was, is like i
0: was going to bring that up like what is your your work hours in a day look like the
1: oh man on? okay so this is a no i'm not lying at all um from moment i wake up um what time do i wake up I wish Rebecca was here. She could tell me mm-hmm. anywhere from seven to eight. You know, just naturally waking up. Um, from moment I wake up, this is this is this is Johnny Slick speaking, and he wakes up from seven a.m. to eight a.m. every morning. Um, but granted, I go to sleep like midnight, so you know, whatever. And I don't actually fall asleep till like two, three. Anyway, so from moment I wake up, grab my phone. Guess what? You got you got twenty eight messages to answer on Facebook and thirty two on on Instagram. Whatever, cool. Start my morning like that. Answering customers, um, you know, get the morning started right. Get out of bed after I'm done answering these people. By the time I'm walking to the bathroom, people are responding. I swear these guys are always awake. The slicksters are they're always awake somehow. They don't sleep, and you know maybe that's my influence. But um, I'm walking to the bathroom, getting ready to m- morning routine. Still answering customers. You know, listening to some music. Get dressed, go downstairs, go out, head to the office. By the time I get to the office, I'm already, you know, done answering. Maybe. F- I would say maybe on average about 40 customers uh, through Instagram, through social media in general, get to the office, um, start making products, right? Start prepping and making products, um, doing admin in between while things are cooling, while things are being prepped, uh, you know, um, you know, just doing admin stuff in between um, where I can, you know, emailing manufacturers, ordering supplies, uh, inventory control, all that stuff. Um, 6 p.m. rolls around, around 6 p.m., um, start to start to close up shop now. Things always pop up during closing. Um, and somebody also, your wife comes into the office. She also comes and in and, and tries to like, force okay, me out. out. Yeah, um, but then normally that's around six, seven p.m. Um, sometimes Mondays and Tuesdays. Sometimes I'm I'm here until eight thirty nine ish. It depends. It really depends if the, if stuff has to get done. And of course, with Black Friday coming up, um, zero sleep. We're, but
0: so we were really, we were really looking at a twelve to fourteen hour day.
1: Is what it like. Yeah. Yeah, because so I'm on my phone from when I wake up to when I go to bed. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Depending on the day, I mean, you're working probably 14 hours.
1: Yeah, I would say that. Yeah.
0: And then you don't really take weekends off either.
1: No, Uh. well no. No. I would like to. <laughs> but no. There's that's that's something that can't happen for another 5 years. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, 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 yeah. Are so
0: uh, we like you just negotiate? Yeah, um, yeah. Some, yeah, some, uh, main, uh, manufacturers, uh, filament <laughs> people that in, in here that's shipping products out. and yeah. How is how is having and adding a person into the in the kitchen in the lab
1: changed? So it's. I don't. I, wonder, I don't want to insult Tom, but multiplicity—it's like duplicating yourself. But having one guy that's a little bit less than you because he doesn't know everything you know. He's learning. Quite um, the guy. He's not the pizza liquor, but he also isn't an exact clone of you. Um, he, yeah. So, and I'm sorry, Tom, but um, it's kind of funny. Uh, so it's awesome because I can now focus on product development, which is something that I strive to do. Um, I always love making new things and and working towards new uh, innovation or innovative products. Um, so having some having people in here to help me along the process and take take my hands have more hands in the mix is fantastic. It it yes, definitely saves time. The key is like
0: the, building the right team.
1: Yeah, is is so building a team. Uh, the right people the, people, the right people that believe. And I'm not talking about spiritual, uh, religious, I'm talking about goal, goal sets, people that believe in the same things you believe and the same same people that are like minded when it comes to goals and uh, structure of how they work. So it's like guy said
0: something about employees uh, the other day. He's like, you can teach people to do work. You can't teach people to care.
1: Yeah. True. Like you yeah.
0: can't teach people to care. And when you find someone who cares about their work and cares about your business, you kind of hold on to those people. And,
1: and they're part of family. Yeah. 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 And that comes – and and luckily, since we're so transparent, we tell our story. We tell how we started. We tell what we're going through. Um, we're very open to our customers and what we do with our products and how we make them and all that stuff. So – People care because they know us. They get to know us, which we're 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 lucky. That's how that's how we are to our customers. You know, I wouldn't say luck. I wouldn't say luck. We chose. We chose to be transparent. So I mean, there's tons of companies that aren't. So,
0: yeah. yeah, and I think it's just the way that the I think the way the internet and social media is going. If you want to be successful, you have to be authentic and transparent. Yeah. And people want the people want the real deal.
1: They want day to day activities. They want to know what's going on. What's going on? Yeah, they don't want and, you to lie.
0: And um, so two things Matt, to wrap this up. What what does Johnny Slicks got in uh, coming at the end of this year?
1: The end of this year. Um.
0: What, what are you working on, Johnny? Oh,
1: man. Um, what is this called? Twiddling fingers? No, that's not twiddling fingers. Mad scientist type? Yeah. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Steepling? I could do an evil man laugh, but um, we have a whole other line of products coming out, Mrs. Slicks, um, which is I'm, – I'm getting more excited. You've been working on for a year. Yeah, and that has had – three transformations. We have tried different names, different looks, different branding, different everything and we finally got it and I'm super excited for it. I think everybody is actually but not as excited as me. Um, and then we have uh, shampoo, conditioner, new fragrances coming out and stuff like that. Um, more more product development but also more, the more we grow, the more we want um, the product lines to grow as well. So we want more products, more uh, options for the consumers and the customers to purchase. We want your whole, kit, your whole bathroom kit to be Johnny Slicks. So, in order to do that, we need to start product development, um, and that's really what we have coming to the end of the year. We have a, we have a lot of new products coming, new fragrances, and a whole nother line of products, which I mean, is massive. What's, what's your personal goals moving into twenty twenty? Personal goals kind of blur with business goals. Hmm. Well, that's what I mean. Oh, okay, okay, because I don't have a personal life anymore. <laughs> just, just fun fact. Um, goals for the business? Shoot, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Goals for the business. I know. I know what. I know one goal that we're going to have in twenty twenty. Do you want to tell me? Give me a hint. Give me a hint.
0: We're going
1: to break some ceilings. Break some ceilings. You're talking about milestones or literally breaking because we are running out of room. We are. (laughs) This this area here that we're in is is slowly slow. We're slowly closing in. What's Indiana Jones when they close? yeah well two second year number. second year
0: second year
1: yeah because we've been in business now for 20 months almost so we'll be moving into so we we'll into year two no. this is well i'm really bad at math hold on eighteen, we'll be, 19. we'll be moving into our third year we'll be in business for two years going into our third year yeah. got it okay all right Whoo, man believe me i'm good at math just That's just nothing. take my word for I it think, you know our, i think what we'll, Adding, adding another number adding another digit yeah no i'm definitely i'm definitely i mean it sounds good to me, you know, <laughs> but it also it also sounds like a lot of sacrifice, which goes along with whatever I, everything i said, you know everything has if you want to grow, you need to sacrifice, right. and in order to sacrifice, you have to grow fun. that is a that is a objective I, I okay yes, i am having loads of fun, but also um it's it's a love hate it's just like i love i love it i i would not trade anything in the world for this you at all. Else? No, I wouldn't. Absolutely not. I'm not saying it's fun all the time. There's a lot of stress. Yeah. But when it's your own thing, you reap your own rewards, like you, like for what you sow, yeah, you sow a lot and you put a lot of hard work into it, you're going to reap great benefits and great awesome did like you all, have an, an awesome time. Success, you did not work. Hell no! I'd be, I'd be, I don't even know what I'd be doing right now, but you it wouldn't be this. Station. I'd be at the gas station. Actually, I'd be on year four at the gas station, oh, probably, probably manager. <laughs> so, not that managers at gas stations are bad at all by any means, but that's just not, that's not what I wanted for my life. That's not what my goals were. And you know, I'm not, I'm not speaking bad about anyone who's a manager at a gas station. I'm just saying that that was not my goals. Um, and and I wouldn't trade anything in the world for what I do right now. But if you want
0: more, you got to do more.
1: You have you have to get up and do it. And what was that? Tom actually said this: um, "The road never meets a man's feet," yeah. type thing. Yeah. And it's a little confusing at first, but the man has to meet the road. The road doesn't meet the man. So I, really like that. I love that quote. Yeah. yeah. So in order to actually get stuff done, you have to get up and put your feet down and start working. You can't just just expect the road to be like. Coming to you. No, nobody's going to break down your door and say, you want to be successful? Cool. Here it is. Yeah. You have to be, I want to be successful. I want to do this with my life. Where can I start? How can I start this process and do it? That's it.
0: So I maybe mean, the word. I use the uh,
1: that's trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Slicks. It's eighties themed.
0: So, so uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about uh, on the business panel uh, at Bed Expo October twenty-fifth through the twenty-seventh. Um, tickets are below. We have a dinner on the twenty-fifth and then speakers all day on the twenty sixth, and then some more stuff on the twenty-seventh, I think. But the links are below and <laughs> uh